0: Hello and welcome to this podcast. My name is Richard Clayton and I'm the Chief Correspondent at Lloyd's List. The biggest challenges in shipping today are decarbonisation and digitalization. The work we are doing today will lay the foundations for the shipping industry for the next 30 years. But there are one or two concerns nagging away in the corner. The human element and the spectrum of behaviours that come under the banners of safety. While industry leaders recognise the key role played by both of these, the gaps in thinking between decarbonisation and safety and between digitalisation and safety are worrying. In its latest white paper entitled Closing the Safety Gap in an Era of Transformation, DNV warns that traditional risk management methods will be insufficient for the new system complexity brought to the industry by digitalization. Decarbonization of course brings its own safety hurdles focusing on fuel specific competence and a regulatory framework that struggles to keep up with technological development. Now with me to discuss these safety hurdles and the key recommendations of the safety gap white paper is lead author Fenner van der Merve, who is principal consultant at DNV. Fenner has a doctorate in cognitive psychology. She has extensive experience in the field of human factors and applies a systemic approach to risk management. So Fenner, welcome to this podcast. Um, You described the white paper as a wake up call to the industry. Why do you believe that call is necessary? Right.
1: Thank you very much, Richard. We believe that this wake up call is necessary to focus on the changing conditions that transformations in digitalization and decarbonization bring about to the maritime industry we see that systems are becoming more and more complex Uh, new technology is uh, being added at an incredibly rapid pace and that calls for uh, a look at safety putting safety into a different light Um, one new light is considering safety as being an emergent property rather than something that is something in and of itself it's a property that comes from the interaction between human and organizational and technical elements and um, the sum of these elements is the whole of these elements is greater than the sum of their parts. So, um, it's a wake up call to show how we need to uh, address each of these elements in their interdependency, in their interaction, in order to be able to cope and tackle the safety related issues that come from the increasingly comp- complex uh, technologies that are being introduced in the industry. In addition to that, we also call Uh, to look at safety in a different light as as not something that comes in addition to but that can in fact enable the industry to succeed in achieving uh, a more digitally smart and carbon neutral maritime future Um, so we're calling uh, maritime stakeholders to look into safety as uh, as a supportive role something that is part of the whole package in order to meet our ambitions
0: Okay, that's clear. So let's focus first, if we could, on on digitalization. Um, How will greater system complexity require a change of thinking on safety?
1: Right. Well, greater system complexity is really. It's the difference from where we used to be with uh, mechanics, where uh, if something failed, we could just replace it and then expect the system to work again as it did. But now with increasingly software intensive systems, it's not a matter of plug and play and then moving onwards. It's a matter of looking at it from a more holistic perspective. So we can no longer see the uh, reliability of individual components as equaling safety. Again, safety being an emergent property of so many different elements, um, we need to look at it from a more holistic perspective. which means that we need to start uh, testing and verifying accordingly, looking how we can uh, maybe appoint a system integrator or at least have system integration and standardization at the forefront so that we can uh, capture these safety related risks.
0: And, and your paper makes it very clear that digitalization will affect the way people work. Um, how do you see humans working with technology to improve levels of safety and and uh, where are the, the dangers in this?
1: Right, well in the past couple of years there's been a tendency to really think Um, uh, I think along the lines of eliminating the human element from the ship, uh, especially in the discussions around autonomy, we're trying to uh, design the human element away. But as we've moved along and as the industry has become more mature in its thinking, we're seeing actually that there's a a greater need to look at the interaction between the human element and technology. So the change in the role of humans is um, a change in the way they will work. Uh, It's a collaboration between the human and the technical elements and what's necessary for this to work is to make sure that we allocate functions accordingly. So what tasks are best uh, performed by the technology and which tasks are best performed by the human element, by the people. And for those tasks that are best performed by the person on board or by the person designing systems or by the person managing and um, supervising maritime operations, we need to be very careful about user centered design. To make sure that the systems are actually designed according to the needs of people so that they can actually function as decision decision support and keep the operator or the person in the loop uh, as much as necessary for them to take the right uh, uh, tactical or strategic decisions. Um, and then going back to your question the danger there is that if we don't do proper function allocation and if we assume that uh, the way people we w- will be working will be as uh, as they have been traditionally then uh, we may, um, Uh, overlook risks related to responsibility, accountability, decision support um, and also practical uh, needs in terms of what kind of communication uh, routines are necessary, information, etc. So uh, let's not become risk complacent and make sure that we have all of these risks uh, at the forefront to make sure that uh, the new ways of working will still suffice.
0: Okay, thank you for that. So, that's digitalization. Let's move on to decarbonization. Um, Where are the main safety risks here and how should they be overcome?
1: Right. Well, we see, of course, that digitalization is an enabler for decarbonization. So the safety related risks that we um, uh, describe in the paper for digitalization will also benefit decarbonization. But there's more because decarbonization also has several latent risks that um, uh, extend beyond kind of the more acute risks related to uh, toxicity and flammability of alternative fuels. So what we're uh, pointing to in our paper are Uh, safety hurdles related to uh, the maritime industry's tendency to work in silos, to work very much to keep their cards to themselves. Um, So what we're we're appealing to is the industry's ability to collaborate more and to integrate systems so that we can actually benefit from all this expertise and uh, data and knowledge that already exists in the industry. Um, that's one safety hurdle. The second safety hurdle is uh, uh, relates to the regulatory framework. Um, It's no secret that the regulatory framework uh, has difficulties matching the pace of technological development um, because of the time that it takes but also because uh, it depends on uh, the industry to come up with innovative designs which then need to be regulated. But what we as an industry uh, at least can do is to show a collective commitment uh, to contributing with experience and knowledge so that we can feed that in and uh, improve or increase the pace of regulatory development with with, um, with uh, tried and tested um, um, inputs, experience, and competence. And then thirdly, uh, the maritime industry can benefit from a lot of the knowledge and experience that already exists in other uh, industries. Uh, but these, the safety related hurdle that we see there is that uh, there's a tendency to miss out on the maritime specific competence and on the alternative fuel specific competence. Um, so our focus here is on um Developing the lack of competence and also creating a culture of continuous improvement, which allows people to identify the risks um, as they. Uh, perform the maritime operations and that they are then cultures in organisations that applaud feedback so that they can grow and become better because of the uh, learning and feedback that is uh, happening in the organisation. So these are the three main safety hurdles that we um, uh, talk about in our framework in the white paper uh, for, for tackling the safety-related risks and decarbonisation.
0: Now when you when you look at your paper you conclude that um, The success or failure of digitalization and decarbonization, these mammoth challenges for the industry, the success rests on whether or not shipping is capable of recognizing and managing these safety risks. Now, it's a tough question, I know, but I'm going to ask you anyway. In your view, does the industry recognize those risks and is it capable of managing them?
1: A difficult question indeed, yes. Um, I, I, I am optimistic. I do feel that the industry is capable of recognising these risks and uh, I'd like to think that this paper is one piece of that puzzle as well because the intention of the paper is to, to catalyse discussion. So these risks are not new to the industry but they need to be picked up and taken up now so that that we are best prepared to move along the way to decarbonisation and digitalisation. So I definitely think the industry can pick up on this. Of course, there are are strengths and weaknesses. Um, But what it also boils down to is a willingness to invest in safety. And that is always an issue to discuss it's on the one hand um, the difficulty of, of, of measuring nothing so instance accidents have not happened yet so uh, the hurdle or yeah it, the hurdles is is higher to then invest in uh, in safety and preventing incidents and accidents But let's look at it also from the other side, that as an industry, we have an ambition to become more digitally smart and to become more carbon neutral. So rather than seeing, considering safety as being something on the side, as being something that can hamper us, and that is a a, a cost issue, let's consider it as being an enabler. It is part of the package. It's part of the bigger picture that will actually help us to move forward and achieve these ambitions in digitalization and decarbonization.
0: Thank you very much. So, I'm going to sum up that safety is not an add on to either digitalization or uh, decarbonization. It, it has to be an integral part of both of these parallel developments. Um, and shipping has to uh, heed this wake-up call, as you call it. Um, and as we used to say in uh, London, when some of us used to board the Tube, mind that gap. Yes. Um, Fenner, thank you so much for your your time today. Thank you for explaining the um, safety gap uh, white paper. Thank you to you all to you all for listening. Um, and have a safe day.